Hello. The following program is a special Christmas edition of a certain long-running science show on Australian Community Radio. But since this recording was made, we've received a cease and desist order from an international cable television network with the same name as our humble Community Radio Science Show. Our show still exists, we're just not allowed to use the old name. So, as a public service, in the program that follows, every reference to our name has been played backwards to avoid confusion. The show will return in 2006, bringing you the best bits from the world of science each week, but we'll be broadcasting under a new banner. So, sit back and enjoy this, the Christmas special of the science show we used to call... Welcome. 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 Stand and welcome. Hello, good evening and welcome. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. Sounds like a lot of fun. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. Now to the speeded up brain of a user, that sound lasts for four hours and sounds like this. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Erexit Christmas special. We're coming to you, not from our usual place in the studios of 2SER in Sydney. We're actually coming to you live from the Arctic Circle in Alaska. Sometime during 2005, we realised that we were actually being picked up by a community station in Alaska. And so we decided to go and say hello to all our listeners out there. So we are coming to you live from Alaska for this special Christmas edition of Erexit. And just to prove it to you, I'm going to open the door of the studio here and you can listen to the sounds of Alaska. So here we go, opening up. Uh, yes, you can you can hear the, uh, the the wind in the trees there, the crunch of the uh, of the snow in the background. Uh, that's a, that's a salmon, I think, going upstream. There was a, there was a, someone playing the pan pipes in the background there. I'm not quite sure what that was. And that's the the, the polar sheep, of course. There, I'm not sure what that was. Some kind of owl. Uh, oh, someone's hit me with a snowball. Okay, uh, clo- better close that door. We are coming to you live from Alaska, someplace different every year for the Christmas show. I'm Chris Stewart. I'm joined by the entire Eureka team pretty much here tonight, and they're split into two teams for tonight's Christmas quiz contest. So, first of all, I'd like to introduce the Pavlov's dogs over on this side of the table. We have Matt Francis. Say hello, Matt. G'day. We've got Jackie Hayes. Hello. We've got Matt Clark. Hello. And Adam Richardson. Howdy. They are the Pavlov's dogs. They're against the Schrodinger's cats on the other side of the bench here tonight. Ian Wolfe. Hello. We've got Jackie Pepper. Hi. Nat Stabe. G'day. Noel Hanna. Hi there. And Phil Dooley. Hey there. They are the Schrodinger's cats. Now, the Christmas quiz tonight is four rounds. So to see who's going to kick us off, we're going to have to do a coin toss. Can I get the teams to nominate their captains? Captain stand forward. Pavlov's dogs, who's your captain? Matthew. That would be Matt Clark. Step forward. And for the Schrodinger's cats, your captain is? The wolf cat himself. (laughs) The wolf wolf cat himself. Wolf man, Ian Wolf. Okay, I'm going to toss the coin. Ian, you get to call. Call it in the air. Heads. It is, in fact, tails. So I'm afraid the Pavlov's dogs get to go first. All right. Um, This round is spot the fake. In each series of four, one of these scientific things is a fake. Guys, you get to choose from genetics, acids, or scientific papers. What are you going to choose? Just to shake things up, I'm going to choose scientific papers. Scientific papers. All right. These are real, or these are titles of actual published scientific papers. One of them is not real. The cow with zits, sensory and other methods of assessing salami, 
A woman with panic attacks and double vision who liked cheese. <laughs> or the effect of toasting time on the browning of sliced bread. Oh. I reckon toasting time. That one sounds plausible, though. Yeah, like, I mean, that, that seems reasonable. Like, and, and the zits on a cow, it's reasonable. But the woman and the cheese, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just nuts. But so. on the other hand, the name's too elaborate for Chris to make up. So. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's not that intelligent. <laughs> I'm going to have to have your answer, please. Toast. Toast? That's, yes. your, that's your final answer? Yes. I'm afraid it was a trick question. They are, all, in fact, real names of scientific <laughs> oh, That's so not fair. But how about that? Cows with zits? I love the, the uh, panic attacks, double vision, but you like cheese, so it's all okay. <laughs> I would have loved to have been there when they asked me for the money for, to, for that research. Yeah. Where's the peer review on that one? Okay. So um, uh, over to the Schrodinger's Cats for the second of the scientific papers round. Here we have good questions from scientific papers. Uh, one of these is false, the other three are real. Schrodinger's cats, are you ready? Do the two halves of an udder squirt milk at different rates when you frighten a cow? <laughs> How different are the yeast cultures in feta cheese and baby poo? <laughs> Do weird. bees have heavier heads in summer or in winter? <laughs> Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? <laughs> I, I, I think it would be the last one, since that sounds very much like a song lyric. I think that means it's real. Cows. Scaring cows, or is it yeast in feta cheese and baby poo, I'm thinking heavy bee heads, or why do birds suddenly appear? He's not tricky enough to come up with two trick <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to have your answer, please. We're going with We're the scared cows. The scared cows. I'm sorry, scared cows was real. They weren't all real. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near was not, in fact, a published paper. It was a conference <laughs> abstract. Oh. It was not a published <laughs> paper. That's where we go. So even if you read but it. they really did scare cows. Someone did actually compare feta cheese and baby poo for yeast cultures. And someone has actually weighed bee heads in summer and in winter. So, um, given that uh, that no one got any points on that one, it's back to uh, Pavlov's dogs. Do you want genes or acids? I think we'll go acids. Acids. All right. One of these acids is not real. Erotic acid, diabolic acid, angelic acid, or tragic acid. Which one is the false acid? I'm pretty sure I saw a diabolic on a Bond movie once. <laughs> mm. That's what must be I can imagine lonely chemists calling it erotic acid as well. Um, what about angelic? Can I have your final answer, please? I think we'll go with angelic acid. Angelic is, um... acid is real, I'm afraid. Oof. Tragic acid was the fake one. So oh. erotic acid is real, diabolic is real, angelic acid is real, but there is no tragic acid, tragically. Over to the Schrodinger's cats. You have to figure out which one of these is fake. Traumatic acid, catastrophic acid, <laughs> constipatic acid, <laughs> or moronic acid. Which one of those is fake? Traumatic, moronic. catastrophic, moronic. constipatic, moronic. or moronic? We have a consensus. Moronic. Consensus, moronic. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid your consensus is wrong. <laughs> moronic acid is real, traumatic is real, constipatic is real, catastrophic Catast acid does not Cats as yet <laughs> exist. So, once again, we're at nil all. So it comes down to the final section of this, of the first rounds of Spot the Fake. We're left with genetics. Over to the Pavlov's dogs. Which of these is not a real gene? The Sonic the Hedgehog gene? The Ken and Barbie gene? The Kylie and Jason gene? Or the Godzilla gene? 
I have actually heard of the Sonic the Hedgehog one. And I actually have the Ken and Barbie one. So. <laughs> Is that where you just have a, a plastic bump instead of genitalia? I don't, I don't That's a bit personal. <laughs> hey, look, she volunteered it. I, can I have your answer, please? I think we, we would go with uh, with Kylie and Jason because they're to do with Australia. So that most of his, a lot of his research probably would be done in America. Who would know nothing about Kylie and Jason? Right. Their loss. That's your final answer? I yes. think so. Finally, someone scored a point. It was the Kylie and Jason gene is the fake out of all of those. Sonic the Hedgehog does in fact exist as a gene. Ken and Barbie is a gene. Godzilla is a gene. But Kylie and Jason, sadly, are not. Over to the Schrodinger's cats. Pressure's on, guys. Uh. Unlikely inspirations for a gene here. Which one is fake? The Harry Potter gene. The David Hasselhoff gene. The Kenny from South Park gene. Or the Pokemon gene. Which one of those is not real? Harry Potter's too new, isn't he? Well, I'd say the like the difference between those seems to be that David Hasselhoff is the older generation of them. You know? Aren't they the generation talking, of scientists? Unless we're are... talking about this, you know, the current research. But the Hoff is of, big of on the, the net. Yeah. You can see all these pictures with the yeah, Hoff. He's so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's can always I, been uh, hot. He's on Pepsi commercials at the moment. Scary. Can I have your final answer, please? Hoff. The, 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 the Wolfman says the Hoff. The Hoff. The Hoff. <laughs> It was, in fact, David Hasselhoff. That's one point yes. each. Kenny from South Park is a gene. It's probably one that makes you die all the time. Um, Pokemon, <laughs> Harry Potter is, in fact, the gene for puberty, recently discovered. And David Hasselhoff does not, as yet, have a gene. That is the end of round one, Spot the Fake. Yes, indeed, you are listening to Ear of Exit, and this is the Ear of Exit Christmas special. We're partway through the quiz. It's time for round two. This is a musical round. It's called Pick Up Song. The idea here is that I will start playing a science-themed song, and the teams are going to have to start singing along with it. At a specific point, I'm going to fade the song down, and they will continue singing. When I fade the song back up again, if they're even vaguely close to where the recorded track is, they win points. If they're nowhere near, they get no points whatsoever. So we're going to start with Pavlov's dogs. They've been given a song from the uh, the classic Monty Python movie, The Meaning of Life. They've been given the Galaxy song. So guys, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Whenever life gets you down, Mrs. Brown, and things seem hard or tough, tough. and people are stupid, obnoxious or daft, and you feel that you've had quite enough. Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour. It's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned the sun that is the source of all our power. Beautiful. The sun and you and me and all the stars that we can see are moving at a million miles a day in the outer spiral arm at 40,000 miles an hour. You're, you're nowhere near. You're nowhere near. Ah, oh dear. Uh, look, I'm sorry. I'm, I'll, I'll give you half a point for that one. How's that for being generous? There we go. Okay, that was the easy one. 
we now have a bit of a challenge for the Schrodinger's Cats. They have a song by an American chap called Tom Lehrer, who many years ago recorded a song about the periodic table of the elements. It's called the Elements Song. And uh, at the time, there were 102 elements known, and he does all of them to the tune of a modern major general. So, Schrodinger's Cats, are you ready? Antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, oxygen, neutrinium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, latinium, vanadium, and anthonium, and osium, and radium, golden protonium, and indium, and gallium, and indium, and thorium, and thallium, and thallium, yttrium, 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 rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, nevamium, europium, swanium, silicon, silver, and samarium, and bismuth, and barium. Interesting. You weren't too far off, actually. You were only out by by a couple of elements there. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's definitely worth half a point. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, I went too fast. Nice effort I from both excited. teams there. Nice effort there. That's the end of round two. Pick up song. And welcome back once more to the Erexit Christmas special where halfway through the Christmas quiz tonight. The next round is called Secret Sounds. I've gone and found a bunch of sounds from out there in the world, and our two teams are going to have to identify them. Now, dogs, you got a choice between the animal kingdom or the earth and the universe. Which of those two categories of secret sound would you like to I try? The animal kingdom. The animal kingdom? Sure. So here is our first secret sound Pay attention, because it's a sneaky one. What was that secret sound? I was thinking like a woodpecker or something, tap-tapping, but it was a bit too metallic. Could be, but just recently they've discovered that ants can actually talk to each other and to uh, other little bugs that live around them. And it does sound a little bit like an ant sitting on I a think microphone. It's a, I think it's a dolphin. Oh yes. yes. I think it's the same oh. Because I've heard dolphins on an underwater microphone when they're catching fish, mm. when they're doing their using the sonar to locate the fish. Can I tell you you're getting closer? Whales, mm. porpoises. Uh, I'm not going to let you go through the entire. Turtles. All about bats. What about bats? Can I have your final answer, please? Yeah. All right, bats. Let's go, bats. Bats is your final answer. Not correct, I'm afraid. Oh. It was in fact the sound of a herring farting. Oh, <laughs> of okay. That was what we would say next. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, the second secret sound is coming up, so pay attention, please. It sounded a bit like a truck, but it wasn't a truck. An elephant. <gasps> You remember the story. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. That would be one point to you guys. Do you want to just remind us what the story was? Apparently elephants can impersonate trucks. (laughs) (laughs) In a nutshell, there is an elephant in in captivity (laughs) over in Africa, which has got a bit bored with being the only elephant around, and so it started impersonating things around it, including passing trucks. So that was an elephant impersonating a truck driving by. (laughs) And it's pretty darn accurate. Okay, the last of the Animal Kingdom sound effects. Are you ready? So, sounded a bit like a chainsaw, but I did say this was from the Animal Kingdom. Well, we've all done a fair bit of bushwalking. 
through the Australian bush, and I think we've all heard that little critter a couple of times, haven't we? Would it be a lyrebird? It would be a lyrebird. Yes. Gee, we're good. I've got this one in my backyard. The lyrebird, which, uh, which makes a living from mimicking other birds and other creatures. But, of course, if you've got a lot of, lot of loggers hanging around firing up their chainsaws, it's quite happy to impersonate them as well. Another point to the Pavlov's dogs. Over to the Schrodinger's cats. You guys get, by default, the Earth and the universe for your secret sound Yay. set. So... Okay, Schrodinger's cats. Well, there's a lot of wind there. It sounds, you know, so we're, we're listening to some sort of outdoor, um, you know, nighttime. Do you think that there's, in the trees? Do you think there's like uh, ice involved, something cracking? Yeah, there's sort of cracking, but there's also like a high pitched whistling as well. A little, mm, Not a glacier? Uh, mm. Ice cracking, I'm, wind, I'm outdoors. The, the, mm, the I'm, ice. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking with our Alaskan theme tonight, you know, mm -hmm. the aurora sound that, you know, Ooh, the aurora. Sparks yeah. happening in the skies, you know, some magic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. That's I'll, I'll, I'll the, answer. the answer, answer to any of these. Um, can I have your final answer, please? Ice, ice cracking. Ice, the, ice cracking. You should have gone for your other answer. It was, in fact, the aurora, but Whoa. not that you hear it outside. That was the aurora recorded over the radio. That's the static that the aurora gives you on your radio set. Um, okay, so over to the second of the secret sounds. Are you ready? Pay attention, please. So, secret sound from the Earth or the universe, what was it? Maybe it was a pulsar. Maybe it's the rhythm of, of the uh, the funky of West African pulsar. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, uh, is that the, yeah. the lesser <laughs> spotted pulsar or the greater spotted pulsar? We're going to go with that? It's a pulsar. That's our guess. It is, in fact, the pulsar Vila. Nice work. You can Good guess work, it, of course, yeah. from the... Uh, or you can get it, not guess it. You can identify it from the, it from the rhythmic pattern of the, uh, of the spinning neutron star spitting out radiation as it's spinning around like a lighthouse and passing the detector many, many times a second. So that was the pulsar Thank Vila. You. So that's one point. You guys, for the final secret sound from the Earth and the universe, pay attention, please. You heard the sound. That's your secret sound. What is it? So it's not the sounds of silence. <laughs> no, it uh, it was pretty quiet, but it was there. It wasn't silence. It sounds like trying to pick up SBS on television. <laughs> <laughs> pretty close, actually. Closer than you know. Cosmic background microwave radiation. Oh, oh yes, I like it. Can I have your final answer, please? Cosmic background radiation. Cosmic background. It Four was degrees in fact, Kelvin. It was, in fact, cosmic noise, as heard through oh. the microwave detector. One in ten of the dots on your television screen when you're on static is cosmic background radiation. Mm. You are listening to the Science Quiz. It's locked to three and a half points each for the Schrodinger's Cats and the Pavlov's Dogs. We're going to have to go to round four, the quiz. And you are listening to the Neurovaxic Science Show. It's our Christmas quiz here tonight. We're going into the final round, round four, with points completely tied between the two teams, the Pavlov's Dogs and the Schrodinger's Cats. It's tied at three and a half points apiece, which means this round is the big one. This is the lightning-fast buzzer round. So can I get everyone please uh -huh. to test their buzzers? Don't make me mad. 
Excellent. So they, they all seem to be working. Fantastic. Okay. I have no idea which buzzer belongs to which team, so this is just going to be chaos. Okay. So it's going to be whoever answers correctly gets a point. You get a point taken off if you answer incorrectly. So be very careful. All right. Are you ready? Question one. Name the six flavours of quark. I believe Mr. T just edged out the bottle there. <laughs> Over to the Pavlov's dogs. Uh, well, depending depending on which part of the world you're from, but we have uh, up, down, top, bottom, strange, and charm. Or truth and beauty. Nice work. Well done to the Pavlov's dogs. You guys get a point. Okay. Question two. What do you get when you cross a lion and a tiger? Uh, that would be the Pavlov's dogs again. A ligra? Incorrect. So if you guys get in really quickly. The Liger. The Liger. You in fact said the Ligra, which is not correct. So I'll tell you what, I won't take a point off for that one, but I will give one to the Schrodinger's game. There we go. Okay. Over to question three. For what research did Albert Einstein receive his Nobel Prize? Would be the photoelectric. Yes, it was. He's most well known for the theory of special relativity and the theory of general relativity, but he in fact got it for the photoelectric effect. Well done, the cats. Question four. What was the name of the first satellite launched into orbit around the Earth? That would be Mr. T again, the Pavlov's dogs. Uh, would it be Sputnik? That would be Sputnik, indeed. Question five. What is a buckyball and who is it named after? It's an allotrope of carbon shaped in a ball uh, and it's named after Buckminster Fullerene. Buckminster Fuller. Buckminster Fuller. Who was... The who was an engineer and scientist, the inventor of the geodesic dome, which is in fact the shape of carbon sixty. Nice work. You knew all of that, so I would have taken actually any of that, but you got all of it, so I'll give you one point. Well done. Buy some money. Question six: An ink blot test is also known as a what test? That would be the Pavlov's dogs on flute. Is it a Rorschach test? Rorschach. 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 You got it just in there, Ian. Well done, Rorschach test. Question seven. Question seven. I will date the girl from Venus. Flowers die, and so will I. Yes, I will kiss the girl from Venus for science. Let's get those missiles ready to destroy the universe. Who sung that lyric? (laughs) Phil Dooley for the Schrodinger's cats on the bottle. Ah, maybe uh, David Bowie. Incorrect, I'm afraid. That's one point off. Over to the Pavlov's dogs for a challenge. Anyone got anything? Are you going to give an answer? It was, in fact, those wackos of scientific music everywhere. They might be giants. Who else? Okay, over to question eight. Which famous expat Australian scientist once accused the Pope of killing more people than Hitler? (laughs) I think that's the Pavlov's dogs. Would that be Lord May? That would be Lord Robert May, recently retired as president of the Royal Society, who said that because the Catholic Church doesn't allow people to use condoms, therefore people are dying of AIDS. Therefore the Pope is responsible for more deaths than Hitler. Uh, he made a lot of friends in the Catholic Church. <laughs> yes, man. And he's an Aussie. We're proud. Okay, so down to the... That's one more point for the Pavlov's dogs. Down to the final question of the quick fire quiz. Hands on buzzers, all of you. Who said it is time for the human race to join the solar system? I want you to think about it for a second. Who was the president? When it is time Kennedy. for the human race to join 
the solar system. So the first man Given that we're already in George the Bush. first solar oh, system. George W. Bush. <laughs> Hands on buzzers, please. <laughs> that would be the Pavlov's dogs. Would it be George W. Bush? It was not George oh. W. Bush, and I'm going to take a point off for that. Oh. Schrodinger's cats, you have a challenge. If it wasn't George W. Bush, who could it have been? Whoever the president Kennedy. was when the that thing flew up into the sky <laughs> and went to president, the place made of cheese. <laughs> president John F. Kennedy said it off, and Nixon was there when it arrived. I'm afraid, it, unless you're prepared to give an answer here, who's it going to be? When it was set off. Kennedy. Kennedy. I'm afraid I'm going to have to take a point off. <laughs> oh! It was, in fact, not a president, but a vice president, uh. Dan Quayle. Uh, a classic quail. Famous quail. Yes, indeed. Which would mean that at the end of the quick fire quiz round, the teams are tied at four and a half points, which uh, means we go to sudden death tiebreaker. Oh, if you get this right, you win. If you get it wrong, you lose. Oh. Hands on buzzers. Spell deoxyribonucleic acid. <laughs> Phil Dooley for the Schrodinger's cats. D I. O X Y R I B O N U C L E I C A C I D. I'm afraid you're wrong. Isn't it D E? It is, in fact, D E. Because it's deoxygenated, not two oxygen. Not dioxygen, oh. deoxygen. Oh. At the end smart of the Adam. quiz. <laughs> The Pavlov's dogs on four and a half points, but no, sorry, the Schrodinger's cats on four and a half points, but the Pavlov's dogs romp through on a technicality with five and a half points. Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cats, Schrodinger's cats, you put up a good fight tonight, but unfortunately, unfortunately, you, you, you lost, and science is in fact the winner in the end. Whenever life gets you down, Mrs. Brown, and things seem hard or tough. And people are stupid, obnoxious or daft And you feel that you've had quite enough Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving And revolving at 900 miles an hour It's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. The sun yes, indeed, I'm afraid. That's all we've got time for in this Christmas edition of the T-Rex Science Radio Show, brought to you live from the Arctic Circle up here in Alaska, where we've got a bunch of our friends who've been listening to us on their local radio station. So we thought we'd come and give them a visit. Joining me in the studio tonight, we had our two teams of contestants. Over on the Pavlov's Dogs, we had Matt Francis. Hey. We had Jackie Hayes. See you later. We had Matt Clark. Goodbye. And Adam Richardson. Bye-bye. And opposing them on the losing team tonight, I'm afraid. We had the Schrodinger's Cats. We had Ian Wolfe. Sayonara. We had Jackie Pepper. Thanks, Alaska. We had Nat Stabe. Happy Christmas. We had Noel Hanna. Merry Christmas. And we had Phil Dooley. Season's greetings. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Earwax is, as always, produced... Uh, in the Velvet Studios of 2SER, but we brought the whole studios over with us to Alaska this time, so we're still sitting in the same plush velvet chairs. Um, and it's broadcast around the country by the um, Community Broadcasting Network of Australia, and we're podcast around the world. If you want to catch us on podcast, go to iTunes and enter in Hero Exit, or go to feeds.feedburner.com slash Hero Exit Radio. 
Stick around. We're going to be around throughout the Christmas period. So join us same time next week. Maybe we won't have quite the same level of hilarity, but it's always good fun and it's always good science on Hero Exit. Keeps on expanding and expanding in all of the directions it can whiz. As fast as it can go, at the speed of light, you know, 12 million miles a minute, and that's the fastest speed there is. So remember when you're feeling very small and insecure, how amazingly unlikely is your birth. And pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space, cause there's bugger all down here on Earth.